New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky, and we are so glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Andrea, how's your summer going? My summer is going amazing. I'm loving all the hot weather, and I really, it makes me laugh when I hear people complain that it's too hot because living in the north, it gets pretty darn cold here. So it's so nice to be able to walk outside with no jacket and flip flops and tank tops. I'm loving it. In California, in the Bay Area, and the weather was absolutely perfect. Although everyone kept telling me that that's not normal, that it's usually a lot hotter, and that we got really lucky. All I have to say is, I was floating on air. It was perfect. The air was perfect. The food was perfect. The everything was amazing. So I think coming from a really nice climate back to like sticky, gray, humid, I'm like, can I go back to California? But the prices of houses there are so insane. It's like a thousand square feet house in Los Gatos, California. Now, granted, it's practically perfect there. Um, it's like a million five. Oh, wow. For like a little piece of crap house. Wow, that's crazy. You know, talk to me about the food for a second, because you said the food was perfect. I mean, I live in California because living healthy lifestyle and I'm so picky with what I eat. I love the fact that, you know, pretty much every corner you can find something healthy. So tell me, what did you eat? Well, this is a th- funny thing. So there's this Mexican restaurant called Andale, and this was this one was in Las Gatos, and everything is so authentic and so fresh. And what's nice is, I mean, you can get a more traditional heavy-ish meal if you have the, you know, the fried corn chips, or if you have flautas or tostada or something that has like a fried corn. But what I got is they had this uh, camarones al ajillo, which is um, shrimp with like a, a garlic butter um, chili spiced sauce that also has carrots and bell pepper. It's funny. I almost got kicked out because I kept asking that because I speak a good deal of Spanish and I kept trying to ask the different people working there, like what's, you know, I don't live here. I live in new England. The Mexican food's horrible. Can you please, please, please just give me like two or three ingredients so I can figure it out. So a couple of the guys would give me one as one woman gave me another one. And then finally the manager is like, you need to stop asking people for, you're not, we're not giving it to you. Like (laughs) my husband's like, honey, do you want to get kicked out? So every single day I had shrimp, I had beans, and then instead of the white rice, I'd have a salad, and then they had a whole fresh salsa bar. Uh, So that was amazing. But yeah, I mean, I could have gone to farmer's markets, and I just kept happening to miss them. Um, But yeah, if I wanted to eat, you know, completely organic, healthy, everything I could. Actually, there was an amazing juice place. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but I was really impressed because... A lot of times if you get a green juice that has any fruit in it, I always find it to be way too sweet and the sugar content was too high. But this company was able to take a green juice, put just the tiniest bit of apple so it wasn't sweet and it was very low sugar and it made it more palatable. So it was really good. The other thing that I saw that was so interesting is they had a place that instead of frozen yogurt, it was frozen almond milk and it was sweetened with dates and vanilla, and then cacao, and it would still come out of the machine, you know, like a soft serve ice cream, soft serve yogurt. Isn't that amazing? And I have to be honest, the texture was not great. It was more of an ice milk. They did not, I feel like if they put avocado, there was, I think there would be a way to cream it up a bit, uh, maybe cashews or something. You said that because I just, there's a place near, not far where I, you know, that's in Toronto called Revitasize, and I go there all the time to get fresh, fresh juices. 
And they, yesterday, when I walked in, they're like, here, you have to try this. And it was exactly that. They perfected oh. the recipe and they put in, they said bananas, cashews, almonds, and dates. And then they made like a vanilla version and they put made like a chocolate peanut butter version. It was delicious. So yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just tried it yesterday. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I feel like they didn't quite get it without having some kind of banana or avocado or cashew or something. I mean, it was still tasty, but it was not, you know, I have to be honest, I cheated. I hadn't had gelato in, I don't know, 10 years, but this place in Las Gatas has like best gelato ever. So after having horchata, gelato and horchata is a Mexican drink, which is uh, vanilla rice milk and cinnamon, Um, but this, this had dairy in it, but it was like one of the best things I've ever had. And the, you know, the creaminess of gelato just can't be beat, but look, I'm on vacation. I'm not going to be perfect. And it was worth it. So after eating the gelato, like if I hadn't had the gelato, I'd probably be like, Oh, that almond milk stuff's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. Uh, That's it. I had it. It was good. I'm back home. I'm done with the dairy. Um, But you know, for a treat, but I have to tell you, I can't stop thinking about those camarones salajillo. I've actually Googled, and I found some recipes that seem close. So I'm going to start experiment when it's not so brutally hot. I'm going to do some experiment like in the fall, do some experimenting and uh, just try to get it as close as I can. Because with all the amazing restaurants where we were in the Bay Area, we ate there every single day. That's oh how much God. I love that. Place. That's hilarious. Every day. My girlfriend, I was just in Los Gatos uh, last summer. I went. Oh, you were? You know how awesome it is. Yeah, I love it there. It's amazing. My best friend, one of my best friends, her name is Marianne. She lives there. And uh, yeah, I had the best time. And the the, the scenery is beautiful. I mean, just it's it's a really great place. So, well, I grew up like two, three miles from there. Like those beautiful mountains that you see in Los Gatos, that was the view from up where I grew up in South San Jose next to Almaden Valley. So we were right between the two wealthy areas. (laughs) There's like Los Gatos on one side and then Almaden Valley. And then there's this little pocket in the middle. So we weren't quite in either of the ritzy areas, which is fine with me. But it's just funny because going back there, I thought, well, I forgot how incredibly beautiful. So that's cool that you've been there. Next time you go to Los Gatos, you got to go to Andale. It's so good that they actually have a location on one side of the street and then diagonally across on the other side. One's more like quick and to go and the other one's more of a sit down. Isn't that crazy? Like that's how good it is. I love it. I think that's awesome. You know, you're, you were saying something very interesting that you, you know, when you're traveling, you know, I'm on vacation, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to relax, which I think is very relevant to a lot of us, especially it's summertime and we're traveling or we're, you know, visiting family or whatever we're doing. So tell me a little bit about, how you normally do that when you're on vacation? Do you find that you do kind of veer off from your strict way of eating or is it kind of in your mind? Is it like, okay, I'm on vacation. I'm going to just relax and let go. How do you, how do you navigate food that way? Cause I know you're pretty strict about what you eat. Well, I have food sensitivities. So if I didn't, I would let go completely and I'd have pizza and tacos and cake and gelato um, every day, because the worst that would happen is, you know, if it's for five days is I might gain a few pounds, Yeah. but I end up with bad headaches and I get stuffy and my throat hurts. So even with the corn, like if I eat too much corn, I get a sore throat. And there was a couple of days where I had the corn chips because there was like five, six different types of amazing fresh, I mean, really fresh salsa to eat, which is healthy. And then I remember on the third or fourth night, I took one bite of a chip and my throat instantly was like, pain. Uh And I looked at my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with the corn chips, you know, (laughs) like I just, Uh 
So if I didn't have food reactions, I would, because I feel like if you are a clean eater in your everyday life, you deserve a break. Unless, like I said, if you have food sensitivities, if you have, I also have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. So I have to be more careful. But if I didn't, oh, I would have... (laughs) I've just eaten the whole time, but I did find a good combination. I mean, with the, the, the shrimp that I ate every day, I mean, eating butter every day probably isn't great, but I didn't react to it as much, but it could have been like a combination of things besides just the corn. But there is this restaurant that uh, I went to college in Santa Cruz, California called pizza, my heart. And it's amazing. I love that. That's a good name. Isn't that cute? And they have a location in Los Gatos now. They, I don't know how long it's been there. I've been out of the area for 19 years, but we almost went. And then I thought, you know, I just, I've, I've been eating so much butter already in the night, the corn. And I kind of, you know, I haven't seen these loved ones of mine in 19 years. So I really want to enjoy the trip and I don't want to end up feeling crappy. So no, I didn't go as crazy. Um, long story short, but I would have, <laughs> I would have been eating gelato every day. Cause like I said, what's going to happen in five days? Nothing. Well, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah totally. What about you? You know, I'm, you know, it's funny. Now at this point in my, my, I guess my life and knowing like you, I have food sensitivities. I've also had the genetic testing done. I'm big fan. I'm a big fan of nutrients and understanding what food is good for me and what isn't. And I know my body can't digest starch. So for me, I've kind of integrated this paleo lifestyle as a way of, it's just a way for me. I don't even, I don't even crave corn, corn chips. So I don't know. I get, I think it's also part of my personality. I am total type A personality, Capricorn, B blood type. Like I think I'm so able to compartmentalize that way of eating. So for me, I don't crave that. I mean, sure. Would I love a piece of pizza once in a while? Yeah. I mean, if it's in front of me and when my kids are eating, I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. But I think for the most part, I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing out. So I would just, I stick, I travel a lot as it is for work. And I just, I find a health food store, like a Whole Foods, or I find somewhere where I can eat, buy myself some healthy options. And uh, yeah, so I don't veer too much these days. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, maybe once every couple months, I'll get pizza from the Whole Foods because it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, depressing, I mean, like to die for. Yeah. Yeah. And if I only eat it once a month or so, or every, I don't feel crappy from it. But if I was to eat it three days in a row, I'd be in bed for a few days. You have to get a, a uh, what's the lifting truck? What are those things called um, to, you know, pick me up out of bed? What is that thing called? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know, forklift? I don't know. Um, you know when, <laughs> forklift. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's interesting. You know, one of the things I wanted us to talk to to talk about today, Lisa, was really our journey into healthy living. Because I get I'm often asked what got me to where I am today, and how am I able to navigate this world of healthy living and this journey that we're many of us are on in terms of making those healthier choices. And I thought it would be interesting to share with you know our listeners is. What got you to where you are today? What got me to where we are today? And I thought we would start with you in terms of what made you eat healthy? Like, What made you even want to go into this lifestyle, be a health journalist? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I could be a brat and say, well, if you get clean eating, dirty sex, my book, which by the way, Andrea is in, she gives some wonderful advice. A great uh, I, share, I share the whole story. So I'm just going to give you a tidbit because yeah. I want people to get the book because yeah. it's awesome. And, yeah, and awesome. I have to like reiterate this. Thank you. Every other second, um, that the book is not about dirty sex. Uh, it really, you know, I, I intended this thing to be a funny play on words. And it's great because when people get it, they laugh. When people don't get it, they kind of pause and then they, they, they'll go, oh, I'm not really into that. I'm like, you're not into healthy living. 
Well, the title can be thrown off. I mean, we talked about this, but it's dirty sex. It's about literally it's a play on words and it's an excellent book. And yes, I am in it. And I talk about, you know, eating healthier, making those healthier choices and staying away from the scary seven. So Lisa, where can people buy your book if they're interested? Oh, you can go anywhere, but I mean, amazon.com, Barnes and Noble. But one of the great things about Skyhorse Publishing is that they're really good at getting it into bookstores across the country. And one thing that I'll just add um, on my trip, and then I'll get back into my journey, uh, my other journey. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I used to go with my, you know, we'd go shopping in this place called the Emporium. And now the Emporium is a Barnes and Noble. Um, I think it's a whole new building, but it's in the same location. And I have to say to go back to my hometown and see my book there was really awesome. I was like, yes, hmm. this is really great. So that made me happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talk about in the book, uh, you know, my mom bringing me to the health food store as a kid and I hated it and it smelled like cardboard and carob and uh, my, 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 it really did. It really did. I mean, they didn't have the choices they have today. My mom would get millet and bulgur and uh, it just wasn't that great. Um, and then my grandmother was a health food nut. And I think I shared this story when she thought a milk, not that milk is healthy, but back then we, you know, we thought it was, um, she thought a milkshake is you just put milk in a blender by itself. (laughs) (laughs) Like what kind of milkshake? I was like, oh my gosh, my health nut Grammy is going to give me ice cream. This is amazing. And she just takes out the milk and I'm waiting for her to go to the freezer. Nope. She puts on the blender and hands me a glass of whipped up milk. I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious. And I don't think you ever did share that with me. That is really funny. Oh, I didn't. Isn't that so funny? Oh my. It was just, I was so excited about this milkshake, not after that. Um, but anyway, so I talk about that. And then my mother, when I was 13, uh, suddenly lost a bunch of weight, got covered head to toe in rashes and talk about sensitivities. She, everything she ate made her sick. Uh, she got down to like 85 pounds. She was to the point where all she could eat was like chicken, broccoli and brown rice And this was a woman who swam every day before that. And she did have some bad knee surgeries in the early 70s, which left her, unfortunately, in constant pain. But she still could eat like, you know, she's still real health health conscious. But she, you know, it was just watching her lose all that weight and have some kind of autoimmune disease back. This is in the 80s, like the early 80s. They didn't know what the hell to do with her. They just told her she was crazy, you know, like they still do to many women who have autoimmune disorders. And they never really got down to the bottom of it. Um, and then she died at 56 from ovarian cancer. So it was very wow. depressing. And so um, my health journey, though, started when I was about 17 because I just watched her struggle. And some people say, well, you know, it wasn't like she was super overweight or not taking care of herself. She was taking care of herself and got sick anyway. You know, so it's sort of interesting. But I still felt like seeing her lose her health made me want to hold on to mine, even though she did the right things. She was like the exception. It's like that person who's 100 and someone's like, oh, they smoke and they're 100. Yeah, they're the exception, not the rule, right? My mother took really good care of herself, but her body, for some reason, just with the autoimmune disease, it fights against your own system. Yeah. You know, she grew up with a lot of stress. It was a lot of unresolved trauma. You know, there's a lot of things going on. So emotional, emotional is a big part of. Yes, exactly. And so long story short, at 17, I discovered I was a good swimmer. Um, I do share in the book about my humiliation around uh, gym and around other uh, social activities and feeling like a loser. And so at 17, I discovered I could swim and I was good. And so I started swimming. And then uh, I don't know when I when I uh, was in my 20s, I just started getting into healthy eating and living. And then I decided that that's what I wanted to do for work. I wanted to help other people get healthy. So that's hmm. what I did. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Now, I know you had your own health issues. Yeah. I mean, for me, my journey into healthy living started more when I was in my 20s. I mean, growing up, I will give my grandmother and my mother tons of props. You know, my grandmother was way ahead of her time. We, she was serving salad with every single meal and not eating a lot of fat and eating healthy oils like olive oils. I mean, way before it was, you know, the cool thing to do. And then my mom follows suit. So we would have salads every, you know, at dinner. She didn't allow pop in the house. And, you know, we weren't restricted of all sugars, but definitely on the healthier end of things. And when I got into my 20s, I started developing all these senses. I mean, I always had issues with like lactose intolerance and stomach aches. But that back then when I was young, you know, if I would complain after eating, you know, ice cream, nobody thought of food intolerances or even allergies. Right. So now it's the first thing that kind of comes to mind for many of us. So I always knew I had an issue with dairy because I was even tested uh, for lactose intolerance, I think in like my late teens. And then when I was 23, 22, I would literally have an issue with everything I put in my body. I would eat something and I would get gas and bloating. And it got so bad to the point where I I remember I was lying in bed one night with my then fiance, who's now my husband of almost 20 years in November. Oh my gosh, me too. Wait, wait, wait. What year did you get married? In 1999. Okay. We got married in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be 20 years in November. And I remember looking at my husband and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like everything I eat, I looked, you know, four or five months pregnant and all I did was eat dinner. So I remember saying that night that I'm going to literally take my health into my own hands. And I started reading everything I could. I would go to read every health magazine that was out there. And it got to the point where I knew so much. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, I think I'm going to go back to school to become a nutritionist because at this point I could be one. I just need the degree behind me. So I, I went back to school and got my nutrition degree and I knew I would need it at some point in my career just because of what I wanted to do. And I knew as an entrepreneur and I knew I wanted to do something to help others. And I did. And that's kind of what sparked my journey. So once I went back to school and when I realized that it made that connection between what we're eating and how we're feeling. And so for example, someone like myself, I don't do well with dairy. And when I did the genetic testing, I found out that I actually genetically can't digest dairy, can't digest lactose. So I thought that was so eye opening. And yeah, and it runs in my family. So it's not something that, you know, along the way that I did something to my digestive tract, it was, yeah, no, genetically, your DNA says no to dairy. So that was kind of cool. And once I understood all, you know, the, all that connection and I started eating right and eliminating things here and there and going gluten-free. And I mean, I've had quite the journey over the last 20 years. I pretty much found what works for me. So nowadays, if I get gas or bloating, it's like, okay, what's going on? Because it's so not the norm for me anymore. My, you know, I really have, um, and, and that's why I'm not a big fan of veering off, you know, having an ice cream once in a while, because for me, it would make me, it would give me such a bad stomach ache. It would give me gas and bloating. It would make me feel so awful. Oh yeah. No, I don't have that issue with it. Yeah. yeah worth my while at this point. So it's, and I think what I, what the important thing is really, you know, really having all of you who are listening just to listen to your bodies. If there's something that you're eating and your body's like, no, I'm not loving this. It's giving me gas. It's giving me bloating. Maybe it's a headache a day or two later or even my daughter, this is an interesting story. So my, my 14 year old, she grew up having dairy and gluten and, you know, all this, you know, eating like regularly. And then over the last few years, she started developing slowly symptoms. We didn't know what it was. Yeah. She started getting, you know, bad stomach aches, bad headaches. And we tried for six months to figure out what it was. 
Now we, and then I got her tested. So we found out she also genetically is lactose intolerant. She can't eat uh, dairy. And so we got to the point where we figured out that dairy is the issue. And if she, she doesn't have a dairy allergy, but her lactose intolerance is so bad that if she eats dairy, she throws up, gets headaches and is sick for three days. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, mine is more malaise, sore throat and headache, which is very frustrating because <laughs> lately, and I'm going to work with the wonderful Erin McDonald. She's a registered dietitian. Uh, she has a column for Clean Eating Magazine. She does her online academies. She has some fabulous uh, cookbooks out and she did the recipes for Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which are incredible. I gave her the list of foods that are good for sexual health, scientifically shown to be good for sexual health. And she put together these incredible recipes. Well, I was interviewing her the other day and somehow food sensitivities came up and I, my mind was blown because she was talking about this blood test. I'll have to get the name of it. We're going to have to get, I'll get her on so she can come on and talk about it. But I have some hope because lately I've been back to my clean eating and I'm far enough from my trip that anything I ate there wouldn't be lingering. And yet I wake up feeling like crap, like worse than I felt eating the, the ice cream. Like what are the gelato? What is going on? So she said, what's kind of scary is sometimes you you feel like you're doing the right thing. Like I mentioned, like the autoimmune paleo protocol. And she said, you know, she discovered she was sensitive to, to yams. And she was like, what? You know, I, I'm sitting, you know, wondering why I feel sick. And it's because of yams. My big fear, Andrea, is that it's avocados. Because the mm -hmm. last few days, I've eaten a lot of avocados. I use a lot of avocado oil. And every day I wake up with like a horrendous food hangover. And I'm like, what? Everything else is vegetables. Because let me tell you something about avocados and it's very interesting that you're saying that. So number one, if you're using, so I found out recently that, you know, we all talk about the importance of good fats in our diet, right? So our liver, when it's congested, it, you know, think about it this way. Our liver is the major detox organ of our body. When our liver is detox is, is congested and it's like needs, it's a little bit sluggish. And then you're eating a lot of fat and a lot of oil, what does that do? It makes it even more sluggish. Think of it like sludge in the liver. So your liver, you just might need a liver detox and that might make you feel better. So I think what I would recommend for you is going, cutting way back on your fat and your oils because my sister is just doing now a diet. She's eliminating all oil for three weeks. No oil in her body. Not taking it right out because her liver is sluggish and she's lit and she, she had like her, her nose was very red, which by the way, when your nose is inflamed or red, it's generally a, a sign of liver. And also she, you know, she did also, um, she so she's taking out all the oil and she says right off the bat, her nose is so much less red. She was breaking out a ton. So I would say for you, cut way back on the, um, on the fat. Oh, that's great. Well, see, that's so hard for me. And I totally believe you. I just... I've become like indoctrinated and like healthy fat all the time. Like I'll eat an avocado a day, but it's probably too much. <laughs> like I had one last night. I didn't have much food in the house and I had some beans and some vegetables. And so I threw an entire avocado on it. And I woke up today, feel like I was going to die. It took me an hour to get out of bed. Thank God I didn't have an appointment. And my husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, no. And my daughter's coming back from camp. I haven't seen her in, in three and a half weeks. I want to be energetic. I want to do stuff with her. I, I don't want to be like, hey, honey, and be like, you know, again, need the dang forklift. So I'll try this because I was getting suspicious if it was, you know, some kind of oil. And then I, yeah, I don't know. It's just frustrating when you feel like you're doing the right thing and you still feel lousy. 
right? You know, a hundred percent. And because we're all so unique and individual, just because an avocado is healthy for one person doesn't mean it's good for the next person. And the same thing for tomatoes or like mango. Randy, my business partner is allergic to mango. Well, mango is very healthy, but she can't eat it. So everybody- I've been eating a ton of mango lately. Okay. So this will be interesting. I'm going to get this blood work done soon. And then I can come back and talk about it because she says it's like top of the line and she works with a lot of clients and she said it's just changed people's world. So I'll definitely get her on so we can talk to her. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think any finding out what your food sensitivities are, like for example, eggs are another thing. I can't even eat eggs without my throat getting itchy. Now I don't have an allergy to it. Like it's not anaphylactic or anything, but I get an itchy throat. Same thing with avocado. If I eat avocado, I get an itchy throat. So I do. Yeah. So it's very important that you eat for what's right. Now, again, this all comes back to listening to your body and keeping a food journal. So what I would recommend for you is take a piece of paper, put it every time you put something in your mouth, write it down. And then next to it, the same day, an hour later, the next day, what are your symptoms? And then you'll be able to figure out what it is pretty quickly is just keeping a seven day food journal. You'll find out right away what it is. Leaky gut, there are tests. You can do something that tests zonulin, which is a very big indicator for leaky gut. So there, I actually had it done not too long ago and I don't have leaky gut, thank goodness. But it, um, there are tests that you can do in it, that it's something called zonulin, which is that marker that you want to test for leaky gut. It's a company out of Montreal that does it. And if any of you are listening, um, for your listeners, if you're interested, just email us at uh, info at naturallysavvy.com and I can provide you with the information. So oh, I am great. Yeah, naturally with two L savvy, two, two Vs. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I think for people out there who are like me, where you're, you're, you think you're doing the right thing and you're still feeling lousy, it's really nice to know that there's, you can do a food diary, you can take things out, you can get tested. My biggest fear, I don't even want to say it out loud, Andrea, because I eat dark chocolate every single day. Oh, I know. I know. Wondering it, because you know I'm a chocoholic, like big time. But listen, I want to feel good. If I have to take it out to feel good, I'll do it. But uh, let's well, just let tell you something about chocolate too. Chocolate's also really tough on the liver. I, I say it, yeah, it's tough on the liver. So, and by the way, I'm a chocoholic too. I eat it every day. Dark chocolate, every, oh, almost every day, as much as I can. So, again, Lisa, try it for a week. Go without chocolate. Go without your oils. Just try it and see if you make a difference. Wow. Okay. That's I. Wow. Yeah. That's that's like my biggest thing. That's how I get through life. <laughs> Hey, I'm with you. I mean, chocolate is my thing too. I mean, oh my gosh, like raw chocolate that's dark. Oh my gosh, like yum. <laughs> I know, it is so good. Well, it is so much fun. I, I really always love to hear more about you and, and I hope that what we're talking about really helps people. Um, again, you can, you can, you know, get in touch with Andrea. That was info at naturallysavvy.com. Yep. If you have any questions, you can email me at healthpower18 at yahoo.com. I was the, the woman I was talking about before was Erin McDonald. She on Twitter, she's at you, just the letter U rock girl. And uh, she can tell you about the the blood test. But uh, I'm excited to have her on and to do the test and then see what comes back and then uh, see, you know, do it that way first. And then, you know, if that feels accurate and I'm feeling better, we'll just keep my I just I just want my dark chocolate. Take everything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, honey. I get it. Trust me. Now, the reason we can give you this fabulous show, Naturally Savvy, is because of our sponsors. And our sponsor this month is Uncle Matt's. Now, as the nation's oldest orange juice company, they're committed to growing and producing tasty, good for you organic beverages. Their products are free of synthetic pesticides and GMOs, which we love. And they are the first juice company in North America to be certified. What, Andrea? Free? 
glyphosate free. Woohoo! Glyphosate. I have trouble with calling you. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. See, the show always has humor because I can't pronounce anything. In addition to the other humor, residue free by the Detox Project. And that is a huge deal. That stuff is nasty. Uh, please visit yeah. Uncle Matt's online, www.unclematts.com. And you can follow them at Instagram at Uncle Matt's Organic. I mean, I did an interview. I wish I could. I got to find his name, Andrea. He was a mainstream oncologist. And he said, you got to stay away from GMOs because of the glyphosate. Did I say it right? Glyphosate, yeah. And gold star for me. And uh, that it's in the roundup and it's just terrible stuff. And we got to get, we got to get with it. It's ridiculous. I'm with you. And by the way, the people at Uncle Matt's are the nicest people. And Matt McLean, who runs Uncle Matt's, great guy. Yeah, well, we're going to have him on soon. So just keep coming back to Naturally Savvy. Andrea and I are going to do a lot more shows uh, together, chatting about all these great health topics. And we're going to also have more frequency coming soon. So that'll be good. Yeah. Andrea, that was super fun. That really was. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You could follow us at Health Media Gal One. Lisa is very active on Twitter, and I'm mostly active on Instagram at Andrea Donsky. So thanks for listening today, and stay well.